One tip that I also give in the book is that people should like if your partner's going out of town, like leave them a little note in their suitcase for mm. them to open up when they get that. to their location. Yes. I love that too. So cute, right? And then you like okay. find condoms. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back to my birthday month. We'll talk about your birthday a little later. Uh, Yeah, we will. But first of all, thanks to Noble for supporting Girls Gotta Eat for simple, durable, and functional footwear, apparel training gear. Visit nobleproject.com slash GGE. Also, thanks to Third Love for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash GGE to find yours today. Yes, and thanks to Postmates for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for the first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the code GGE. And finally, thanks to Rothy's for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, all in one pair of shoes. Uh, you guys can check out amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash GGE. Yes. Oh my God, we haven't recorded in so long. I haven't been here in so long. I Okay, so I just got back from a trip. Like last night in the middle of the night, I walked into Ashley's apartment. I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I knew that you had been gone too long because you texted me, I miss Dewey. And that <laughs> is not, like, you love Dewey, but you're not like... You're not going to be missing Dewey unless you really want to come home. Yeah, absolutely. I was on the plane and I was like getting choked up like about how much I missed him. He doesn't care about me. Look at him. He's doing nothing. Yeah. I feel like when you're in a place that you really just don't want to be anymore, you start missing stuff about home that you don't even care about. You're like, I just want to go to Long John Silver's. It's like, why? (laughs) I did. I miss Dwayne Reed. I miss you just... I, I'm like, I'm not, this is not like such like a hot take, but like we are so spoiled in America and especially New York that like you can walk outside and yeah. have anything you want. And like, I really take it for granted until I leave this country that yeah. like literally I can have meals from 17 different nationalities and get anything I want 24 hours a day at the drugstore on the corner all the yeah. time. I just take it for granted. And people smile here. All right, we'll talk about it. (laughs) Okay, but I did want to tell you what I did last night when I got home because it's very weird and like outside of the norm for me. Oh my God. I watched straight porn. What? (laughs) Which I... (laughs) Okay, first of all, let's just, let's walk this back a little. (laughs) What time was this? You got home at three in the morning, right? I got home at one in the morning. (laughs) I can't, you got home from Russia. (laughs) Got into your apartment at three in the morning. You're like, time for some porn. You know what? I'm going to try something new. You also had like a sex, or you also had phone sex. No, you actually didn't. Your text said, I had phone sex. Actually, no, it was more of a casual conversation. Conversation. <laughs> Who low key phone sex? I need more. First of all, now this guy listens, so I guess we can't talk about it that much. Casual phone sex. What does that even entail? I don't know. It was like sexy talking, and so okay, I, was I got all it. horned up, and so level one, <laughs> level one, phone tier sex. one phone tier sex. One. <laughs> Before or after the porn, I'm okay. living for this so right here's now. Here's what happened. I was on oh, the I plane. I missed you so much. I missed you so much. <laughs> so here's what happened. I'm on the plane. I'm on the Jeopardy. I land at like 1130 and can't get off the plane for an Ooh. hour. So I'm texting with this guy and I was like, oh my God, like when I get off this plane, I'm going to like hump the customs officer. Like I'm yeah. so excited. And then like I sent him another text that said like, 
this kid next to me is so cute. I'm going to kidnap her. And he called me right away and was like, listen, you just had like back to back really bad ideas. And I just, I need to talk you off this ledge because these are crazy people talk. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I guess we're on the phone now. So I stayed on the phone with him until four o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Polished off a whole bottle of wine. So I'm so hungover. But like, yeah, a little like sexy talk ensued at the end of the, at 4 a.m. And I'm like all horned up with like yeah. nowhere to go. And I just like really wanted to see a dick. Which like, <laughs> oh, like on the screen, not his. Well, yeah, I want to see his dick too, but like in I, person though. Um, yes, in person. I didn't. I yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> okay. okay. So like, if you guys don't know, I only watch lesbian porn. Yeah. I don't know why you would know, but I talk about it a lot. Um, and yeah, I just, I, don't, I just feel like when I'm watching porn, I just don't want to see some like giant dick just degrading a woman. I yeah. want to see like two women being nice to each other, going down on each right. other. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I turned on straight porn because I really wanted to see a dick. And um, I'm just gonna double down and just say, not for me. Not for you. Not for me. Just some giant, this guy was just like face fucking this girl. And I was just like, I don't want no. this. Is that the word? Face fucked? Skull fucked. Skull fucked. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I am so like vivid. It really paints a picture, doesn't it? I feel like someone, a man says the word skull fuck and I'm like, hashtag me too. I'm violated. Okay. So of course we need to update you guys in the stupid live shows. We'll make it quick, but summer's in full swing and this is the month of all these shows. So, so excited. So excited. We're July. We're, uh, Bye, New York. <laughs> Bye, sanity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to be together a lot. <laughs> That's why we had to take vacations away from each other. Yes. Um, okay. So just to give you guys a quick rundown of what we have coming up, um, our fall tour will be announced on next, next Monday's week. episode. Yeah. Um, what we have available right now is obviously the next day is coming up, which we'll talk about. But um, then we're going to Phoenix, which is sold out. Uh, Denver, two nights. The first night, which is Monday, we have a couple VIP tickets left, I think. So just double yeah. check. Uh, Salt Lake City is still available. So check that out. Um, Toronto, a couple seats left. And uh, Montreal, it is the Just for Last Festival. Tons of people that have been on our show are going to be there as well. Um, not at our show, but at the festival. At the festival yeah. um, so there's tickets left for that. And then finally, we're going to be in Minneapolis on August 2nd and August 3rd. We have um, some tickets left for August 3rd. Which so. August 3rd is a Saturday night it's gonna be so, so lit. yeah i I'll, mean do you love this venue it's the venue so cool. so, yeah we haven't really talked about the venue the varsity theater mm -hmm. it's stunning it's right? a really cool venue i can't wait so yeah friday and a saturday night in minneapolis i can't wait to be there i can't wait do you want to talk about atlantic city okay atlantic city first of all thank you for you guys that are, have sent us pictures of the billboard <laughs> i guess we're on a billboard okay <laughs> you y'all know i'm not a casino gal but i love caesar's atlantic city for doing the most that's all them did you i didn't even know this was happening we our listeners sent us the photos i think we got like a marketing plan and we're like sounds good it probably said billboard on it it probably said outdoor advertising i didn't know but yeah if you guys see that billboard send dm us all you want with Absolutely. pictures of the billboard and somebody texted me a pr girl was like you're on a billboard and i said to ashley i was like oh it's just one of those like digital marquees at the place yes nope actual full-blown on the highway <laughs> We've made it. My parents are proud. Finally. We're on a billboard in New Jersey. <laughs> um, but the show. Okay. The show. Yes, guys. I, I'm, I can't give away how we're opening the show because I want it to be still such a surprise. But the entertainment we have booked is like literally the beginning is like a separate show in and of itself, like for a girl's night. I'm sure you can figure out what we're doing. Whatever. The show is going to be incredible. 
I'm so I can't excited. wait. Make the road trip. Come with your girlfriends. Do it. We'll stay at the hotel. Party with us after or not. I don't really know. Raina's looking at me like, please stop. Ashley um, likes to party with you guys after. <laughs> Ashley makes friends with you guys after. It's going to be so amazing. <laughs> and uh, because we have continued to get your emails about 69 in support of it and the different ways you guys do it. Thanks for all the graphic emails. Um, there is going to be a little funny 69 segment. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to involve Raina. We're going to 69 <laughs> each other on stage live 69ing. Live 69 in Atlantic City. But yeah, and again, all you guys uh, tickets to the Stupid Live Shows at stupidliveshows.com and girlsgottypodcast.com. But anyway, okay, so speaking of 69, it is sort of the symbol for cancer. It is cancer season, bitches. So it's July 1st when this episode comes out. I know cancer season started a week ago because you guys bombed me with all the memes and my DMs, but it's since it's July 1st, it is my birthday month. My birthday is July 9th. So I really want to take this time to um, just talk about the war on cancers. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because I had this thought the other day how we were, you and I are always like, you know, where my Gemini's at, where my Scorpio's at. Have you ever heard a club DJ say where my cancer's at? Nope. That's because you got the name cancer. That's but, why it's like taboo. Like well, we are being attacked on all fronts. Can you, I just feel like a club DJ is like, where my Gemini's at? Bow, 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 and then they skip to Leo. Because <laughs> no. you can't bring up a terminal illness in a club. You just can't. Okay. Where my cancer's at? Dead silence. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm triggered. My dad's Yeah, my dad has cancer. Yeah. But we get so overlooked in the clubs for one. And I'm really um, suffering. I put this on my Instagram story, but not all you guys obviously follow me on Instagram, which is problematic because I'm verified now. Oh shit. We meant to. Oh yeah. We're verified on Instagram. We're verified Yay. now. Yay. Actually, okay. Ashley got verified before me. I was in a really deep, dark place about this for like, I don't know, 24 hours. How long? Okay. It? Two days. I felt terrible. And here's the thing about me and Raina's personalities. I'm just glad it happened to me first because Raina was cool about it. And I don't know how cool I would You are been. so right. I actually started imagining what would happen if I got verified and you didn't. I would wake up to like a hundred text messages. You would have gone into a deep, dark hole well, of actually, the internet. Okay. Maybe not. You deserve it a little bit more. I have my big account that's verified for, for Brosie Basic. You, it was crazy that you weren't verified with your brand and your food stuff and your large following. It's weird. I w if you got verified first, it was actually kind of fucked up that I got verified first. Real so it, I, you were dealt with it really well. And I was sitting like, how, what can I do? Can I get her verified? Like, this isn't, doesn't feel right. I can't fully celebrate. I actually like couldn't talk to you out here without a blue check. And then I felt like every time I commented on something, it was triggering to you. I felt like you were like, you were taunting me almost like every time you sent me an Instagram DM and I had to just look at your at blue, blue check. check. <laughs> I felt like I like really, it was a lot for me. I was and in Russia. So, oh my God. Someone um, has said something snarky. I'm sure she was just being playful in my comments. You didn't see it because you were sleeping because of the time difference. But she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you got verified. But for Raina, I bet she's so mad. You guys have to talk about this in the podcast. And I deleted immediately. I was like, I don't mm -hmm. want her to see that. I feel upset about that. You even said that. Don't try to start beef between us. Raina's fine. That's this is like a how I knew she was a true friend segment. Thank you for like, I was that. just like, I don't get off on that stuff. I was just like, we're supposed to be in this together. I was like, how on earth do you Google one of us and only verify the one of us? It was a really tough like 18 hours for me. I, I didn't know what to do. Or 36 hours actually. It was like a day and a half. 
I got verified the Thursday afternoon. When did you get verified? Tuesday? Tuesday morning. Yeah. It was rough. (laughs) I really felt like you were being like passive aggressive commenting on my stuff. Yeah, I was trying not to comment. Um, All right. Well, guys. We're both verified. We're both verified. A social media app that apparently that is what means you've made it in the world has given me a blue check and I'm excited about (sighs) it. I didn't think I cared, but it feels good. Feels good, man. (laughs) I was like, should we talk about this? I'm a big fan of like act like you've been here before. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to do like a, some people do like 10 Instagram slides about like being verified no. or hitting a hundred thousand followers, which also we hit a hundred thousand followers on girls. Study. Study. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Um, but I was like, yeah, we should talk about this. I, it's what we're, we're, we're talking about it in a joking way. Whatever. If you think we sound cocky, you get verified. See how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing when people get pissed and they're like, I can't believe they read ads. I can't believe they talk about this stuff. It's like, you do the same damn thing. Right. I love when people come for me, like they write like on, like I do like a Cheesecake Factory post and they're like, you sold out. Shake. I guess oh, you're so pious you, that you would turn down all this money from Cheesecake Factory. I bet Factory, you turn but, down the money. Right. Exactly. But I like to pay my rent. So right. <laughs> I'm doing the Cheesecake Factory ads. <laughs> okay. Back to this cancer really, season. This is really taking a turn. Uh, this took a turn. I do need to address something. This is the attack on cancers. And I put this on my Instagram story. It is a highlight now. But this, mm-hmm. I had a real beef Refinery with Refinery29. 29. I knew you were going to say that. And listen, guys, this is not like a beef like I have with Hinge. This is like a, a vegan beef. Like this is like not real meat. <laughs> I love Refinery. Let's be real. But I did kind of start like a joking beef with them because all of their, they do like the signs as whatever, the signs as Desserts, snacks, the signs cereals, as yeah. All the cancer ones. I mean, it was a full blown attack and I'm going to go through a few right now. I'm just going to do like three or four. Okay. Um, okay. This was the first one that, I've known this, for, I've caught this for like every once in a while, I would see one and be like, that's fucked up. But then they, it was like an onslaught and I was like, this is so fucked up. And also who's running, who's doing the horoscopes for Refinery29? I bet it's a fucking Taurus. Okay, so the first <laughs> one, the first one, the signs as birds. What? Scorpio. Someone's job is this? Scorpio, swan, Leo, peacock, Libra, flamingo, cancer, pigeon. <laughs> you got the dirtiest bird. You got the only bird people won't walk Get this one. Get this one. The signs as bake sale items. Taurus, funfetti cupcake. Leo, frosted sugar cookies. Capricorn, coffee cake. You know, cancer, bran muffin. (laughs) It's crazy. This girl's ex was cancer. Is insane. The signs as drunk eats. Taurus, fucking Taurus. A whole pizza. Libra, tacos. Pisces, Crunchwrap Supreme. Cancer, you ready for this? Uncooked ramen. (laughs) You get the inedible snack. (laughs) You can't even eat that. This person, I want to learn who writes these, and I want to hear from her because she is really beefing with cancer. Here's the last one that I'm going to do. The signs as bread, what? Taurus, garlic cheesy bread, Scorpio, brioche, Aries, cinnamon raisin, <laughs> Cancer, white bread. <laughs> this is actually insane. What? This is a crazy phenomenon. And then, so I, um, yeah. So, and then if you, you can go on my story or it's a highlight on my Instagram, you can see on my, on my verified Instagram and 
you can see I screenshotted it that someone said something about Taurus and the refinery 29 responded and says, it's because I'm also a Taurus baby. I knew it. I fucking knew it. And look, I just got to say this. Tauruses don't get upset. My best girlfriend, Corey's a Taurus. Love her to death. Taurus women are great. We always throw shade at Taurus men. It's like a funny thing that we do. It's all in good fun. Okay. I just have to say that. But this did start to feel personal. Oh, absolutely. But I got to know what happened with cancers. Yeah, that is and white then, bread and brand muffins. I said something. Oh, the, the bread one. I commented. Cancers are croissants and everyone knows it. it got 59 likes. Refinery29 responded to me and said, yeah, buttery, flaky croissants. <laughs> and I wrote, who hurt you? <laughs> Hold on, hold on one more. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Brandon, this is the best one. I'm so sorry. This is the best one. Okay. I got time. What am I doing today? The signs as pie. <laughs> Tour. I like this game. I'm going to guess the worst stuff. You'll never guess this. You'll never fucking guess this one. The signs as pie. Taurus, sweet potato pie. Gemini, key lime pie. Aries, cherry pie. Cancer, just the crust. <laughs> Look at the picture. Look at it. Look at the picture. (laughs) Okay, guys. All the other pies are whole pies. And actually, cancer is a white plate with a slice of crust. I can't breathe. Oh my god. Okay, we gotta post these on our story. Okay. This is so funny. It is so fucked up. Just the crust. Uncooked ramen. Uh, this isn't debatable. Like they are actually attacking cancers, drunk snacks. You can't eat uncooked ramen. <laughs> Just say ramen. <laughs> right. You could cook that thing and actually have a great drunk snack, but they were like, nah, make it worse. <laughs> this is so crazy. Do other people think this is funny as I do? Yeah. Oh yeah. The brand muffin is also so wild. Like, there's not 12 of anything. Like, there's hundreds of things. They, they didn't have to. They were They didn't, like, there's not only 12 kinds of muffins. And they got down to the end. They're like, somebody has to be the brand muffin. Like, that, yes. Hundreds of other muffins. No, that wasn't even. It was bake sale items. Anything. Birds. <laughs> Birds. You're the pigeon. No. You, you, know what, you, didn't, you guys didn't even touch the cardinal. What about a hummingbird? Any a pigeon. That is so rude. <laughs> An owl. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Scorpio, swan, fuck you. You're a brand muffin pigeon. White bread, just the crust ramen, uncooked. (laughs) Also, guys, please try not to DM me these. Just uh, my DMs will be overflowing. I won't be able to keep up. There'll be hundreds. So please don't DM me these. Uh, Tag me in them. I love to respond to comments because they get to show off my blue check. So if you see these on Instagram, tag me. Maybe I'll see it. Maybe I won't. Hopefully I will. Uh, Just please, I I gotta keep the DMs down. But I love you guys. And I love that you think of me when you see this stuff. Okay, so tell me about your trip. (laughs) We just both got back from trips. You went to Dewey. Um, I couldn't look at your Instagram story highlight the whole time. You really don't watch. I genuinely don't watch. I don't want to know. I can't handle it. Dewey, um, Dewey was fine. I mean, I'm not really going to talk about it because you know what? I'm, I don't want Dewey to become overcrowded. We talk about it too much. It's going to be the next Tulum. I don't want anybody to come. I know. Dewey's over. Dewey's uh, over. Yep, guys, don't go. Don't it's go. It's going to be on the cover no, of it was, it was great. I won Meryl. Um, it wasn't the same without you, but we'll be back in August. Yep, couldn't watch her Instagram stories either. Um, I feel like she like, whatever. She's like stole my vacation, okay? Um, anyways, <laughs> I went to Copenhagen, Stockholm, St. Petersburg, and Moscow. Um, you guys sent me hundreds of DMs with recommendations, so I'm like super grateful. That was really awesome. I got great weather while I was there. Um, 
I don't know. I went by myself. I got lots of messages about solo travel. A lot of people asked me if I feel safe. I felt super safe. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't do dumb shit. Yeah. But like, I don't do dumb shit in New York. But so, I mean, I guess some places are safer than there's like, not that these are even comparable places, but did you feel less safe in Cuba than like Moscow? I guess. I, don't I also know. I don't know crime. Safe. I mean, I don't know. Does Russia even, does Russia have crime? <laughs> yes, they have crime. I don't know how, I don't know how Russia works. I don't <laughs> the fuck goes to Russia but I went um, I mean I wouldn't walk around by myself at night in like a deserted area but other than that like I felt super safe I took the metro like yeah. I felt very safe um, yeah people ask me a lot of questions about that um, I think Europe is a great place to go if you want to do a solo trip because yeah. most people speak English all the cities are populated first world cities it's not like a hard place to be Yeah. Um, I ate really well uh, people ask me a lot of questions about, oh, I just wanted to like plug this website. I got a lot of emails about, uh, how I plan my trips. So I plan it on visitacity.com. I think that's it. I feel like I really like hit a wall towards the end. I was really ready to come home. Russia's not the easiest place to be. Okay. Listen, the Russians are probably listening. <laughs> the Russians. You don't recommend Russia. Be honest with our listeners. Um, I don't recommend it as a solo trip. Okay. Uh, it would have, it, it was a tough place to be alone. That's, that's what I will say about it. Like a little um, tough to get around. Uber, no Uber. There, it, like Moscow especially was really, and, really rough. And people aren't Nobody friendly. speaks English. Yeah. Like not like any oh, English. Okay. So that was just tough. And you don't have, you don't know the alphabet. So you can't even like improvise at all. Um, and it's, yeah, they're not the friendliest people. Like I'm from Eastern Europe. Like that's where, that's my lineage. I'm, I, I don't think it's like a weird thing. Yeah. They're not, I didn't find them to be the friendliest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have like, nobody's mean to me, but nobody was like overtly friendly yeah there's no uber there so like yeah it was it was a tough place to be yeah uh, but copenhagen was incredible i would oh absolutely gosh, recommend yeah. that it was gorgeous yeah it looked gorgeous stockholm looked gorgeous also just like the pictures you posted in russia like what the fuck it's crazy <laughs> it's stuff that you saw in books growing up uh-huh. and it's just wild. i mean it's cr- must be crazy just like to see that in person to walk into the kremlin is yeah. so crazy like if you guys don't know what that is that's where vladimir putin lives like the white house the Kremlin is like, it's a walled off area and it's all these like political buildings, but it's like four museums. It's a ton of churches. It's like the headquarters. Like the Vatican. Of, yes, basically. The Vatican of Russia. Yeah, it's the Russian Vatican. Um, it's just crazy to be there. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad I did it. I was really ready, super ready to come home and I'm yeah. glad that I'm home. And uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're home too. Don't leave me for that long again. Um, but let's get into the episode today. Okay, guys. Today in the house studio with us and Dewey, we have someone really special who I... Ashley and I knew of her before I met her in a bar last week and then ran to a restaurant to tell Ashley I just met her. Um, so she is a sex and culture writer. She is the advisor for Playboy Spring 2019. She has written for Refinery29, The Cut, Glamour, InStyle. And most importantly, she wrote my favorite tweet. What's the tweet? You want to say it? Well, now I'm on the spot. They, if, we posted it. If he likes you, you'll know it. And if, if he doesn't, you, you'll be confused. You'll be confused. <laughs> um, so well, <laughs> she's like, can I read my own yeah. fucking tweet? Do you guys want me to actually read this? Or <laughs> it's cool. I'll just sit here with Dewey. It's no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> Take it away, guys. Um, Take it away. But anyways, um, Maria Del Russo, thank you for being here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I, I love how this happened. <laughs> it was so organic and so amazing. If only I could meet men this way. I know, right? 
Ray, Raina, we had, she came to this party with Remy, our Remy, who we had on a podcast mm-hmm. called How to Come. You guys probably listen to it. It's our most popular episode because of the title and the guest. But she, you, she was at Remy's abortion rights party and we had a dinner after and Raina walked in the dinner. She's like, you're never going to believe who I just met. <laughs> and it is like, that's the thing. Like we fangirl over like writers and content creators way more than we would over like an actor, you know? And she was like, Maria Del Russo from the tweet. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Did you get her number? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dutch, come on the show. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so like you said brilliantly, I'm a sex and culture writer. Um, I'm freelance, which means I work for a bunch of different places. Um, Playboy is one of my main clients. It's the one I like to lead with because it just sounds really cool. Yeah, Um, Yeah. It's super sexy. And I had the honor of being their advisor, which means I wrote their advice column for their spring 2019 issue, which was really cool. Um, Love of funny questions um, which you guys could pick up the summer issues out now but the, you could still get the spring issue and the column is also online so if you want to check it oh, out awesome. there you can see it which are they is great. sorry are they from men or from women That's what I, I, that was not exact both question. men women queer straight everyone like the great thing about playboy is when i started writing for them they had just kind of opened like their content up to be more inclusive and bringing someone like me on was a little bit of a part of that. Um, so it's really, really cool. I love writing for them. It's not the playboy that your dad used to hide well, it's under definitely the bed. Not, so. But are there still like centerfolds? Yes, there are still centerfolds folds. It's, um, it's a quarterly magazine now. So they okay. have three per magazine, but, um, they're really, really beautiful and well done. And I'm like, sure. I would never, but like, I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> because they, they just, I would, I would never like I, my parents, <laughs> would have to be dead yeah and barely no, I would, you're sexy. ever did it but you do it i would love to pose for playboy Are i know it's kind of hot though right but like they're really really well done i highly suggest everyone pick it up I do no matter actually, what your I'm persuasion just, i'm fascinated by playboy i mean I, yeah you know, i'm a former i'm well i'm a writer too still i guess but as a writer i'm just like i love just watching magazines over, evolve over time yeah. and i mean that's just like it's playboy i mean the cool thing about it is so i wrote the advisor column for the spring issue and the woman who wrote for the summer issue is a a woman named Esther Perel. I don't know if you've uh, heard of her. I, I, uh, I email, yeah, I email her PR agent every month. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. She's, yeah. So you're, you're a little triggering right now because <laughs> we've literally tried to get her on since before we started the podcast. Because yeah. you came in talking about her books before we ever started this podcast. Yes. Yeah, no, she's amazing. I actually have met her a few times oh, because um, she's a friend. <laughs> Humble brag. She's a friend of a friend. I was at her pre-Valentine's Day party last year, which was really, really cool. And her and I like let it discussion oh about like the utility of Valentine's Day in you the year 2018. Yeah, it was pretty, it was just for like this little intimate <sighs> party. It was the most New York bullshit I've ever been privy to. <laughs> like it was incredible. I was like the morning after I called my mom, I was like, I was at the lovely Soho apartment of this like famed sexologist wow. talking about the utility of Valentine's Day while someone plucked on a guitar in the corner. Like what? it was the weirdest, craziest thing in the okay, entire well, world. But- you just solidified your street cry. So <laughs> yeah, the intro is right, over. Right. So actually we're, I'm right before we started recording, I was like, okay, so just make sure that you like give credibility to like what you're doing so that people understand why they're listening. Did I do it? Talk. Did I do it? Yeah, you yeah, did it. You dropped the right name. Casually at Esther Perel's apartment. It was cool. I, she was, she's great. She's amazing. Okay. So you should read her column as well in the summer issue. Yeah. I would die if you just like mouthed over the mic like she's a huge bitch. <laughs> she's actually amazing. Okay. So actually I, I can't even joke about it because she she's is. beautiful. Great. Well, um, if you guys don't know who that is, she's an author. She writes a lot about fidelity 
and commitment mm-hmm. and sort of keeping keeping stuff alive in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her book really helped me out at a she, weird time in my life. So I love her stuff. She's she weird. continues to reject us. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> um, okay. So that's, yeah, that's about... That's a lot about you. Yeah, that's me. Born and raised in New Jersey. Jersey girl. Born and raised. Like, so New Jersey, I used to watch The Sopranos in college because I would get homesick and it reminded me (laughs) of home. That's amazing. (laughs) I know. Your dad wears a lot of tracksuits? Well, not tracksuits, but he definitely has the gold chain. Like right now? Yeah, you know, I I got my Virgin Mary pendant around my neck and my Maria, you know, nameplate necklace. Like, Uh I'm a guinea bitch. You should wear that in your Playboy shoes. There you go. Just just be like... Chains. Like full Adriana Serva, Sopranos, <laughs> realness. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, all about play that. Play where you're listening. We have the I, game. I, I have a pitch for you. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, we want to talk today about dating and um, how it's terrible, but how to survive it. And obviously, some more about your tweet. With the, I mean, there's a lot more to that. Sure. So. Yeah. I mean, the majority of what I write about is personal essays about my own dating life. I've lived in New York for over a decade and I've been single for most of that time. And I feel like that in and of itself is an education. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm so excited you, to talk can to you. You, t- you are this. kind of dating someone now. Yeah. So but like I'm just dating. Tell, like, I just I'm, love the mall references. Can you just tell us that you knew? Like tell us what you told us before we start recording. I so, love it. I love so, a deep cut of like a mall. So right now I've been seeing, I've been seeing this guy for like two weeks it's been it's newer so it's long term but it's like <laughs> we're in a long-term relationship we're picking out engagement he's rings. gonna be upset about the centerfold I all know. that's all i'm saying but how did um, you get a guy to date you for this long <laughs> we just like super hit it off and i also think I, I i i question it all the time after our first date i like went home and i was like wow did i like actually meet a nice guy tonight no, like probably not did this work <laughs> out and like is everything great that's and i awesome. was like shit yeah so like okay. we're just i'm going along with it until he reveals himself to be a huge asshole which by new york standards should be happening within the next three days Absolutely. so we'll see like it could right. be during this recording it could be during this recording he's like blowing up my phone sending me <laughs> weird emails right now so sending me dick pics as we're doing this but um well, yeah we so should see the dick pic if he sends that we should i'll let i'll let you guys know For if sure. there's a dick pic okay um so yeah so we've been seeing each other and it's actually kind of funny because he grew up the town next to me um worked at the dunkin donuts that was next to limited to that i worked at we were there at the same time which is like the most jersey mall rat shit I've ever said in my life. I don't know if some of our listeners will even know limited. Do you guys know what it's now justice, which is bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. They changed it. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, limited limited two, two does yeah, not. Long gone. Long That's why I'm saying really? that some of our younger listeners didn't experience yeah. so it. So limited two was like the spot that you would go for your butterfly clips and your body glitter and your freaking like yeah. cute dress yeah. to wear to like your homecoming in sixth grade. Like that yes. was the shit. Like, I didn't get to shop there because I had such a gross birth. I was just straight limited. Yeah, like I was like limited. a oh, six you, year old and I was like, you, you well, like button down cardigans and pencil skirts like to your sixth grade homecoming. I just, I wasn't, I was so tall and gangly. And you were just like, shopping at Ann Taylor Lofts. Yeah, like. Straight out the gate. Like Gap, like Gap kids, forget it. I was straight she Gap. Goes, Ashley, she goes, <laughs> White House black market yep. up in here. Like. Girl, I'm sorry. Are we hating on White House black market? Because I will still shop there. I went to prom my sophomore year, humble brag, and I wore Same. a dress to White House, from White House black market. I wore Jessica McClinton. <laughs> <laughs> what a deep cut shit. I'm loving all this mall, mall Is that culture. still around? 
<laughs> Jessica I, McClintock. I could not. Do you remember the ads in Seventeen magazine? Yes, I do. And I was oh like, Mom, God. we need to go. Do you guys remember Five Seven Nine? Did you have that? Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh was all over the place. No, I can't remember Five Seven Nine. Five Seven Nine. They you? only sold sizes Five Seven Nine, and yeah. then in Mean Girls, they kind of spoofed it with One Three yeah, Five. Oh, right. And she tells Regina George, like, you, you might can try Sears. Yes. <laughs> Okay, we need to stop. We have like 20-year-old girls that are like, I don't get it. What is this? What are these old ladies talking about? <laughs> Back in my day. Back in my day, we used to wear butterfly clips in our hair. Um, What mall did you work at? So it was... Jersey it was, malls are like a big Jersey thing malls were great. I lived in... I, I lived in a small... No, I worked in a strip mall. It wasn't like a full like brick and well, mortar mall. Well, you said Duncan, and that's what confused me. Yeah. There so weren't like... Duncan's there were in like, in the Bur- yeah. so it was yeah. a strip mall on Route 10 in Chester, New Jersey. Perfect. What up? It was great. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that was my first job in high school. You at worked 16. at a standalone limited two. I worked at a so standalone didn't even know limited two. I was a chic bitch. It was a flagship. People were like, why are you still talking about this? It's enough. Like, no one fucking cares about your t shirts. Whatever. It was great. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about a new partner. Um, So Ashley, take it away. Yeah, so this company is called No Bull. What we're saying is no bull, like no bullshit. And this is footwear, apparel, and accessories for people who train hard and don't believe in excuses. So I kind of like this whole thing because obviously everyone knows you make excuses not to work out, not to lift more, run faster, run longer, all these kind of things. So their thing is basically a mission to create products for people who train hard day after day and don't make excuses. They don't believe in excuses or BS. And that's why you won't find any in their footwear, apparel, or accessories. So the design, super simple. The stuff is really high performance high quality athletic wear. So I just love to live in my workout clothes. I'm really loving the stuff that I got from them. It's really, really functional. So their whole mission is basically not putting anything on a product that doesn't do everything. Everything is super functional, designed for cross training, weightlifting, intervals, cardio, whatever else your training can dish out. So I'm not a big weightlifter. This stuff is totally designed for that, but also designed for everything else. Whether you're running, you're going to yoga, you're going to Pilates, all that stuff made with extremely durable, breathable and abrasion resistant material lightweight and flexible that moves with you breathable very important summer's coming up lightweight comfortable design all that kind of stuff so I'm loving it I I love the sports bra that I got I got the pace crop which I'm loving I like the color the colorways that they have too and everything just fits really nice and feels really good Um, the shoes are cute you can check them out we're not going to talk too much about them today we'll talk about them next time but everything is great for every single thing that you can do when it comes to training so for simple durable and functional training gear visit noble pro project.com slash GGE. It's training gear for people who work hard and don't believe in excuses. Visit noboleproject.com slash GGE to get your gear today. That's N-O-B-U-L-L-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.com slash GGE. Okay. I'm going to talk about the exact opposite of this. I'm going to talk about Postmates. Okay. For those of you like me that want an on-demand delivery service. Um, so if you don't know what Postmates is, guys, they basically anything that you're craving, they can deliver. I didn't know this, but they're the largest on-demand network um, of delivery services in the U.S. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they will literally bring you anything you want. So food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you want, they'll do merchandise. They can bring you wine. Uh, really, it's yeah. super my vibe. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, don't take trips to the store. Don't ever leave your house again 24-7. You're not leaving the house for three how many days you're not leaving the house till at least three days at least three days <laughs> I'm embarrassed we have somebody who like helps me with finances and I'm embarrassed that she sees my credit card bills 
<laughs> Postmates, Postmates, Postmates. I ordered Postmates last night. I Again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I eat a sweet green salad three, two, four times a week. I usually go get them at the place, but when I want them delivered, it's the only place, it's all, the only like delivery service in New York that does sweet green, yeah, as far as ex- I know. Yeah, they have exclusive contracts yeah, with a lot of exactly. people. Um, and they bring you anything that you need within an hour. So that's that's their hook. Um, and it's great. It's easy to use. They have an app um, available on any phone and it's free. Um, you can browse local restaurants and businesses and you guys can track your deliveries in real time and you know that I'm a creepy stalker. So this is right up my alley. Uh, so for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries. Download the app and use the code GGE. That's code GGE for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code GGE. All right. Well, back to Maria. Okay. So we picked a couple topics that actually you pitched to us sure. to talk about today. Yeah. But um, what do you really like to write about? So What's the your thing expertise? that I really kind of, the joke, the gag about my writing is that like I just kind of use it as therapy. My whole thing is that I don't love it when people call me like a sex expert or a relationship expert because I actually have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And that's very apparent in my writing in that like, I just kind of say like, here's what I've experienced of what I'm thinking. And if you Mm -hmm. relate to it, cool. And the funny thing is we're all going through the same shit. Like we're all kind of experiencing the same thing. So I always kind of just say that I make mistakes so that other people don't have to. Same girl. The reason why (laughs) I got into this kind of writing and you guys might be able to relate is because, um, I grew up in a very conservative Italian-American family where, like, I was told, like, stay a virgin until you're married. Recently learned that my brothers were not given the same speech. So, uh-huh. like, that this should is, give you... I just you, got chills. I find yeah. that very interesting. You should... Like, so that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay. But so growing up, I didn't really have, like, a lot of, you know, reference points for questions that I mm-hmm. had about sex and dating and all this stuff. So I would Google everything like oh like should I text him back or like signs that he likes me and blah 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 and <laughs> I Google that, that, so that shit right I would Google this How stuff because I, I did not likes me I did not have an older sister I think I Googled that this morning right <laughs> Google. Your name came up. There you go. Your article came up. They're like, hello. First I asked Ashley, she's like, how the fuck would I know? (laughs) So I I went to Twitter and saw you and now you're here. And now I'm here and it's full circle. But yeah, so I was reading these articles and like women's magazines and shit like that. And it was all about how I had to change myself to make a man like me. And that really fucked me up. I hope that it's okay that I'm cursing what? as much Girl, as I'm Curse more. Curse more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. Fucking um, do it. <laughs> do it. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I kept, like, coming across these articles that said I had to change myself, and that really fucked me up in early dating because I would just focus so much on like how could I be someone that this person wants to date which I think is a good mindset but the way that I was taking it was super toxic in that like I was like a dating chameleon almost Mm -hmm. so I would try so hard to be like this girl that men liked and I completely lost myself in my dating world um so around the time I started writing about sex and relationships which was about 2015 2016 um I was just kind of fed up and super single and I was unhappy and I had all of these experiences that I had learned from, but I was also in therapy and I was like kind of just like working all this shit out. So I started writing about it. The first article I wrote was about how I may never fall in love and I had to learn how to be okay with that, which was like 
something that I had felt from the beginning that, you know, all my friends, whenever I would talk about my dating anxieties would be like, oh, it'll just happen for you and you least expect it. And no one really winds up alone and, you know, you'll fall in love. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like some people don't. Right. Do like, it's not. Do you mind me asking? Do you don't have to tell us? I think I was like, uh, how old am I now? I'm 29. You are 29. So yeah. So I was kind of going through all this shit and I was like, no, like not everyone like meets the person and like divorce happens. Like people don't get married. Mm -hmm. Like there are actual reasonable ways that like I could wind up not in a relationship, which is a very depressing thought, but I'm a person who has to sit with those feelings in order to kind of overcome them. It's like, you know, what do they call it? It's like, you have to be like exposure therapy. Mm -hmm. So like, I was just like, you're never going to fall in love. You're never going to fall in love. You're never going to fall in love. And that actually felt, felt a lot easier to manage once I confronted it. So I wrote this story, people loved it. And so I just kind of started writing um, about all this shit that I was going through. One of my more infamous stories is about how, we were talking about this before we started recording. I was dating this guy um, on and off for about two years and he would, he was older. He lived in bed and I lived on the Upper East Side and he would, for those of you guys who don't live in New York, that's it's far, very that's far, far away. That yeah. is like dating somebody in a different state yeah. further. Yes, yeah. but further. Pas- so Passport acquired. He would right. order Ubers to my apartment and he would text me and be like, there's going to be an Uber outside of your door. It would be like 11 o'clock at night and he'd be like, there's going to be an Uber outside of your door in five minutes. I want you to come over. And I would go over there like a crazy person. I'm like, what person. kind of Uber? <laughs> He's like, it's an Uber pool. Okay. It was a, it's an Uber pool. I think this was before Uber pool was a thing. It was a black car. Thank you. I'd be like, oh my God, I can meet a guy on the way there. I know, right? And then like, if it doesn't work out. So I I mean, I don't know if if it's a black SUV, I'm getting in. I don't care. Like no self-respect. A chauffeur on the way to get some dick. 11 o'clock is the perfect dick appointment. So I would do that shit. stop for snacks? I know. (laughs) Do you have a water bottle in there? Oh, this is like nice shit. You know, there's mints and water in there. (laughs) So I would do that. And then we were on and off, on and off, on and off. And then like it culminated in him asking me out for a drink, me drinking like four bourbons and getting sloshed and then trying to kiss him. And he pulled back and I went off on him in the middle of this bar, drunkenly slurring, screaming. I knocked over a bar stool. I was like, fuck you. You've been fucking with me for two years. Like you don't get to do this shit. Like, and then I wound up at my friend's house eating chocolate cake and I passed out on her couch after the fact, but I never saw him again. So what I learned from that experience (laughs) um, after thinking about it was, Hey, in the past, I probably would have blamed myself for this situation. And then like, you're a dumbass. Why did you keep going back? And I definitely have blame there. But guess what? Like, you don't get to treat people like shit and then call them crazy when they go crazy. Like he was completely gaslighting me. So I wrote that story and I was like, oh, wait, like I actually have intel because like I've been doing this work and I'm a very introspective person. And so I was just like taking on these lessons and going to therapy and learning all this shit. And I was like, why don't I share this? Because I did not have this growing up. Right. You know, 23 year old Maria probably would have benefited from a story like this so that she didn't drunkenly on bourbon, like curse a guy out and call him a dick in the middle of a crowded bar in Midtown. Like not my proudest moment. Right. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into all of this. And um, after I left Refinery29 in December of 2017, things have just kind of taken off from there. I got my first book coming out. 
you know, all that stuff. So I love writing about all that type of stuff. Well, we are going to take a really quick break and then I have like a burning question for you. We're going to talk about some of our partners for this episode. Okay. So I am so excited to talk about Rothy's. (laughs) I am real. I'm like over the top excited. I have been living in my Rothy shoes. They really have. Yes. They are all I have been wearing. So I've, I've worn their dressier flats because they're known for their flats. I just recently in the last few weeks ordered the sneaker. It's just called the sneaker. I ordered the camo for obviously I just love camo. I'm obsessed. I love it so much. Ashley talks to me about Rothy's just on a day to day basis. (laughs) I have not (laughs) shut up about Rothy's since I got these shoes. It's like they were made for my foot. Okay. They are, they're a slip on sneaker. They are so comfortable. My previous pair of slip on sneakers, I had to like put these little things that I had to buy on Amazon in the back because I was getting blisters. So I was like, I'm just kind of traumatized from this type of shoe. I'm worried that I'm not gonna be able to walk around the city all day. I walk around all day. I wear them as much as I wear my Adidas like they are so comfortable. You go with a skirt, a dress, your workout pants, jeans, everything. I am so obsessed. You guys have to get the sneaker. Okay. Um, I, I'm supposed to read all this other stuff, but I'm just gonna, it's like just whatever. I'm giving a personal endorsement. They're stylish, sustainable. They're comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. I can testify for that. Everything's just super cute. They are the perfect flat that you can wear to work and all this kind of stuff. But again, like I can't, I can't pump the sneaker enough. Again, recycled water bottles, super sustainable. It's so important right now. The earth is dying. So they are one of those companies that is doing the right thing by Mother Earth. They've diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills to make these shoes fully machine washable. That's one of their big things. So every time they need to refresh, you simply toss them in the washing machine. It's like getting a fresh pair every laundry day, manufactured in a zero waste factory, blah, blah. They're doing everything right. Bottom line, you guys get that sneaker, get the camo sneaker. Let's be sneaker twins. Like I can't stress this enough. It's my favorite shoe. Okay. (laughs) This is funnier than when you have fit fun boxes. (laughs) Just please get your bodies and tag me in them. I'm so passionate about this company and but all the amazing styles like everything's amazing they're doing all the right stuff when it comes to shoes so check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash gge go to rothys.com r-o-t-h-y-s.com and slash gge to get your new favorite flats comfort style and sustainability these are the shoes you've been waiting for head to rothys.com slash gge today and thank me later Okay. Let those compliments roll in. I'm going to talk about something that I'm passionate about, which is titties. Um, So we're talking about third love. It's bras and underwear. Um, Obviously, there's a million places that you can get bras and underwear. The thing that I like about this company is they have more sizes than any other brand. So they have 70 sizes, including half cup sizes, because honestly, there's like so many sizes out there. Not everybody's just like an ABCD. So many titty sizes. Tons of different titty sizes for you to choose from. And they have a titty quiz, which is really fun that you can take to find your size. It's fits. It's third love. It's third love's online fit finder. It takes sixty seconds, and you basically just answer questions about your titties. Um, Twelve million people have taken this quiz, uh, and it really does help narrow down uh, the sizes because I think bras can be kind of hard to to fit. Yeah, they offer you a hundred percent fit guarantee. So for every customer, has sixty days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it, and they will donate it to um, a woman in need, which I think is also just like I a love beautiful that. cause. Yeah. So check it out. They have tons of different styles. Um, I have a couple different ones at home. So they have like t-shirt bras. They have more form-fitting bras. They're great. So check them out. Uh, and of course, as always, we're going to give you a discount. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash GGE now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GGE for 15% off today. Nice. Okay. Okay. So back to the show. 
So, okay. My question, your, your tweet, your meme says the best advice you ever received, I think. Isn't mm-hmm. that the, the verbiage of it? Yeah, Is- it was. It, yeah. So the, it was advice that had kind of come. It wasn't direct advice that I'd gotten. It was something that kind of came to me while I was doing an interview. That's for what I was going to ask. Yeah. So, like, I was like, you figured it out on your own. Yeah. So <laughs> it was funny because I was interviewing this sexologist who's actually from Australia. Her name is Julia Allen. She's amazing. Um, she actually has a line of crystal um, dildos, which are amazing, which I'm obsessed with. I don't own one, but I'm like very into crystals and shit like that. So I'm like, there's some nice over. All right. Well, if anybody's listening, send her a crystal dildo if you have one. (laughs) I'll take one too. I'll take one. Um, So, and we were kind of talking about this whole idea of, um, it was actually about, social media I had this guy who was like liking all of my posts and he was like doing all this shit and I was like he must like me right so let me write a story about this so I could figure out it was during a gap in therapy and I was Mm -hmm. like let me actually like talk to a sexologist so it'll be like a therapy session that's what I sometimes do when I'm writing Mm -hmm. and I'll we were talking and she was going on and on and on about how like you'll know, you'll know, you'll know. And I was like, yeah, but like mixed signals are a thing. And she's like, yeah, but are they really? And I was like, oh, like that's actually a really good point that like mixed signals are actually the clearest signal you can ever get. I love it so much. And so so I came to the conclusion that if they like you, you'll know. And if they don't, you'll be confused because every person who you've probably ever spoken to is in a relationship has been like, one of the things I like about this person is that I know that they like me. It's easy. And I knew and I I didn't have any doubts. And like we had a friend recently that was like, I don't know if I love him. We're like, you'll know. I promise you, you'll know that. Yeah. Or like I, with this guy who I'm kind of seeing now, it's news and I'm kind of like I don't know if I like him but I know that I want to keep seeing him Mm -hmm. because like there's clarity even in the those gray areas too which I think is something that people get tripped up on yeah Um, I have conversations with my girlfriends all the time where it's like well like I don't know if I want him to be my boyfriend but like I really like spending time with him and I'm like okay well you've only been dating for two weeks like you shouldn't know if you. I felt like that too I felt that like I don't think I this guy doesn't seem like my quote unquote type, but like, I can't stop. I want to see him again. Exactly. And that's, that's just how I operate in life. Yeah. I want to see you. I want you in my life. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is that like, I'm someone who's like, okay, well then you should continue on this. Some of the feedback that I've gotten from that meme is, well, I'm just confused all the time because like, I'm not used to people showing that they like me, which I think is a problem that a lot of women especially deal with in dating. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I say to that is again, it's clarity. Like there will be clarity in it all. Like you will just kind of know. And I hate that shit because I'm one of those people who's like, you need the answer. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm one of those people who like hates it when like you go to a wedding and you hear people be like, Oh, I just knew from the moment that I saw you. Like I fucking hate that shit because I think that it's bullshit, but there is also clarity. You know what I mean? So how did you, you said that you were like this dating chameleon of like, you were just trying to do it. How did you stop doing that? And just, it was hard. And I still sometimes find my, I mean, I've had this realization for four years now, but I feel like I still sometimes fall into it because I'm such a people pleaser. I'm someone who just wants people to like me from the get go. Mm -hmm. And that's amplified when I'm dating a guy. So I'll like laugh at his jokes, even though they don't think that I'm funny. I've always been told that like, I'm a little bit too much that I'm loud and I'm opinionated. Like I'll go home to my conservative family and my uncle will be like, do you talk about like abortion on the first date? And I'm like, yeah, I talk about abortion on a first date. Like what the fuck are you talking about? No, I don't talk about abortion on a first date (laughs) or my views on abortion. But I've always been kind of told that I'm a little bit too much. So I would try and like make myself smaller Mm -hmm. and, 
do all these things that would kind of make me more pleasing because, you know, I feel like especially in your early 20s, the girls who tend to be in these relationships are girls who are very pleasant and mm-hmm. who are very, un, like, you know, unassuming and who are kind of, you Guys know, always say, like, it's easy. She's easy. She's it's easy. easy with her. Not easy sexually. It's just, it's easy with it's her. It's easy. I don't, I don't have, have to, to worry struggle. about it. I don't have to work. Exactly. Right. I don't have to work at it and all this stuff. So I would try to figure out ways to do that. I've written an essay about this. Um, how, like, if a guy, if I would read a dating profile and a guy was like, oh, really into like Russian literature and the who I would like talk I would be like okay let me like read Anna Karenina and Mm. listen to some like (laughs) you know what I mean like I would do shit like that or if a guy was like I really like watching the game on a Sunday with some nachos I'd be like oh I love that shit like I would just kind of like figure out ways to kind of fit into their life I tell guys that I work out and that I would go camping and that is the biggest fucking crack shit on the planet (laughs) I know I would literally rather get butt fucked by a football team (laughs) All right. The whole team. I, for me, camping is like, <laughs> I'll go for a hike, but like I need indoor plumbing. Uh, that's how, I mean, I was yeah. like going back with this guy the other day about it too. He's like, doesn't it sound beautiful to like lay in a hammock and watch the stars? And I'm like, you can't fuck in the hammock. There's mosquitoes. Why do I need to be in the hammock and watch the right. stars? We could go to the rooftop of a hotel exactly. near the hike and yeah. watch the stars and then go fuck in the bed with, yeah. a, with a bartender. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Like with someone serving us alcohol. <laughs> right. I'm Where are the drinks coming from when you're in the hammock? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What kind of weed? Yeah. No sex position works in a hammock. Oh, Try me. No, it, the, I, I would love someone. You guys have to get <laughs> someone on this show to talk me through sex in a hammock. I'm sure it's happened. No. Oh my but God. like, it's like, grow too, up. it's too circus. <laughs> no one can. I'll do. teach you how to have sex in a hammock. Take the hammock, lay it on the floor, the floor and then fuck, fuck on top on the of the hammock. It. <laughs> here's, here's how to have sex in a hammock. Fucking burn the hammock and go into bed. Like, there you go. That's it. Absolutely. So, but I like this. I like what you're saying with it. Like you, and this is like a topic that you pitched us that I want to talk about, which is that like you spent all this time trying to make yourself like the kind of person someone else would like, and you've never stopped to be like, do I like this person? Yeah. So I took a look back at my previous relationships because again, I'm very introspective, do a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. And especially when you're someone who's single and dating while also writing about your relationships, like everything is under a fucking microscope. So I took a look back on my relationship. And what I was starting to find was there was like a moment around the four month mark where I was like, oh, I don't actually like this person as much as I thought that I did. Yeah. And I started wondering why. And I realized that so much of it had to do with the fact that I was a dating chameleon and I was putting all of this effort into figuring out how to make this person like me that I was not taking a second to think about well okay what do I like about them mm-hmm. do I even like them is this even a person who I want to be with or am I so obsessed with the idea of getting them to like me that like I'm not even taking that into consideration and when I've talked about this with other women they're like holy fucking shit I do that all the time and I just never really realize that I've done it yeah. so it's it's really changed shit for me and people like don't get me wrong like I will never be like a complete dick on a date Mm -hmm. um but I really just have kind of flipped the focus around and been it's allowed me to be myself more yeah because I'm like hey like I am just figuring out what I want here that's what dating should be um and if you don't have a problem with it then you know you're not for me then you're not for me and that's the whole thing like I, I there's a, some dumb fucking Pinterest quote that floats around. That's like, you could be like the tastiest 
like peach on the tree, but there will always be someone who doesn't like peaches. You know what I mean? And And like we say that about our our career. Yeah, we could be the best podcast in the world. But Esther Perel will never be on this podcast. Well, thousands of people will still hate us. Exactly. It's just you can't. Yeah, you can't please everyone. Right. And so once I realized that, thanks for the Esther Perel day. No, I can't. She's like, but I know from personal experience, Esther Pearl's never, never going to be on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so when you were talking, I thought of something and I had this moment of clarity in a relationship at the end of somebody left me. Um, and I've, I've talked about this on the show before, but um, he left me and I wrote him a letter the next day. And I said, I will change. He left me. I was so devastated. I said, I will change every single thing about myself just, just to have your love, just for like another hour of your love. Mm-hmm. And before sending it, I thought about that for a while, like that sentence. And I thought like, am I willing to change things about myself? And is this person worth changing things for myself? And like, are the things that I'm going to change worth changing for this person? And I, I realized in the moment I like typed that sentence and I was like, I don't believe this. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not happy and you're not worth changing things about myself for. There's, don't get me wrong. I truly believe there are certain things that some, that some people should change about themselves. Exactly. And one thing that actually talked about last week on our, or two weeks two ago weeks on our episode was she said, you know, I wasn't super empathetic in this last relationship. And yeah. I realized that about myself and I want to change that. And I thought that was like a beautiful sentiment that she was like, I identified this thing in myself. I don't like it. I'm not proud of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to change it. You Those, have, yeah, you grow up too. Exactly. And, but like, I, I just think the number one thing I've learned across the board, relationships, friendships, work relationships, romantic is just also like pick your battles and you can't be mad about everything. I mean, those things, yes. Like change your levels of triggering, anger, reactions, those things. But as far as like, am I loud? Are my political yeah. views and my sense of humor? That's never going to change. I mean, and if you really want to boil this down to some like Buddhist, like Zen shit, I did change myself by not changing myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was still Ooh. like a change. It was just like a more positive, a more like it was a better change the same way that you were saying that you wanted to be more empathetic. It was kind of like, Hey, would I actually want to date someone who was just a people pleaser? Right. Who was just like constantly trying to be the best per like it's no, that's not fun. It's not sexy. You kind of want, you, you don't people think in relationships, this is what I found in dating in talking to men and talking to women and talking to everybody is kind of just like people don't want, an exact match. It gets boring. If like, you like all the same things and we do all the same things. Like, no, Mm -hmm. fuck that. Like you want someone who's going to challenge you in certain ways. Right. Keep it interesting. What are you talking about? If you have all the same hobbies. Exactly. So you kind of need, you don't, the the person I was trying to be was not someone who people would actually want to date because obviously I'm still single. Like, obviously that's not something that was happening, but so it's not like I, what you were saying is, yeah, you don't like, there are things about yourself that you should change and change is sometimes good. And I'm someone who believes that every relationship can teach you something about yourself, but there are things that you shouldn't change. Right. So I'll give you an example of something that I'm like ashamed of. And I did. So I think that a lot of people suffer from this. Like I want to make him like me when you meet like good on paper guy. Mm -hmm. And when you meet somebody Mm -hmm. that's just like successful and makes money and you trust them and like whatever. And I dated somebody like this for quite a long time. And, um, the day that gay marriage was legalized in the United States, um, him and I were in the car and I was, I was like so excited. I like, I mean, this is such a huge thing for the Mm -hmm. country and I'm such a supporter of gay rights. And he said to me, I don't see what the big deal is. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, all right, so they're allowed to get married. And I 
was so angry about that. In that moment, I was like, we are not a match. Like, yeah. The person that feel whatever, have different political beliefs than me, but like, I think that that goes a little bit deeper. Somebody who just doesn't think that that basic human right is important. Sure. And I just sort of let it go. And I'm ashamed of it. To yeah. this day, I'll never forget it. Like, yeah. I didn't need to change how I reacted to that to please him. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's so funny that you say that because... I was having, like I said, my uncle has asked me many times, like, do you talk about your political beliefs um, to men? And I'm like, maybe not on the first date. And I used to never talk about it. And I used to like, not really fight with them, not fight, but like, you know, have a disagreement with them. (laughs) Exactly. But recently I had the realization where I, before I have sex with a dude, I ask like, okay, what do you think about abortion? Because why would I want to fuck someone (laughs) if they did not align on my views with abortion? Because like you would want that. You guys need to be aligned on that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a hundred percent something that you guys need to be aligned on. And like in the (laughs) past, I would have never been like, I would have been like, oh, I don't need to talk to them about this. Like, I have my views. And if they have their views, it's fine. And like, we don't have to agree to disagree. But like, that is something that... It comes up a lot quicker, too. Like, I mean, let's just be real. Five years ago, like you could get through dates upon dates, eh, a few dates and this shit wouldn't come up. It is bubbling up every single day in my mind. So like it just comes up way earlier. Totally. And I just, I just would never, I would, I've said this before. I've never date a conservative Republican person, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't date me conversely. Sure. This isn't me shitting on. I mean, it's just like, we are not a match 100%. on both sides, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just love what you're saying about like what Raina kind of said about the good on paper and where you're like, this is a person I'm supposed to like, like this is, I'm, you know, I'm the captain of the cheerleading squad. He's the football quarterback, like that kind of thing. Sure. Where you're like, this is this perfect person. All my friends think he's hot. He's sure. popular. He's great. And why don't I like him? And you try and try and try to make him like you. And yeah, you're then you ring your finger and you're like, Oh fuck, I don't, I don't actually, actually like, like you. Person. <laughs> right. It's so funny. My, my mom and my father, I, mean, I can't relate. No, <laughs> we all know everybody knows my stance. Like, I don't, but uh, my mom and my dad used to always love to tell me that I, don't like nice guys they're like you only like people who are mean to you which was probably true in the beginning for like myriad reasons I was like super fucked up about like the chase and making people like me like we were talking Mm -hmm. about but as I've gotten older and like I've been dating super duper nice men I'm still like I say to them I'm like I can't just date a guy because he's nice like nice is not enough like yeah you want someone who's going to be nice to you but like that can't be the only good thing about I'm not fucking nice exactly like what I mean is I'm not gonna fuck somebody who's just sure and that's my whole thing I'm not fucking nice. I literally once was on the phone with my mom and I was talking about this guy and I was like yeah he's super nice and I know that he really likes you but like I just I don't know I don't and she's like what I don't understand I was like I will never want to have sex with him like right. it's just not a don't thing. want to fuck him I never want to fuck him it's done over like he does not get me excited it's never going to happen so I can't continue to date him and she's like all right your yeah. mom's like uh, the lasagna's done like, I gotta I got get it. Maria. <laughs> but nice is nice is the biggest insult like if that's all right. the only word you can think of to describe I somebody is nice like, yeah, it's kind really nice. is good I like the word kind kind is good I like kind, kind. Yeah. but I think my biggest fear you wrote that article about ending up alone and needing to accept that my biggest fear is ending up with someone I feel lukewarm about what a nightmare I don't think you need to fear that that's not gonna happen to you no I'm saying in general like, in general yeah. my biggest fear thank you I know it's never gonna happen to me but like <laughs> I, a good on paper guy who yeah. I'm still very good friends with he's a wonderful person 
And like we, I remember I broke up with him and I said to him, like, I love you, but I'm never going to be in love with you. And he was like, I'm not either. And yeah. like, I think that that's like a beautiful sentiment that we were both like, yeah, I feel lukewarm about you. And I'm never going to feel is, better. You know, you deserve to be super like, totally like over the moon about something and they deserve to be with someone who's over the moon. About that's what them. I told him. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, but well, that's, you know, we had Mark Manson on, which is just fuck yes or no. If you're not fuck yes, it's a no. It's a no. But for you, you, I liked your whole, like, uh, your shock therapy of like, just telling yourself like you might end up alone over and over and over yeah. until you believe it. But are there other things of that too? Like I, I have been in love before, but I'm also kind of like accepting, like, I don't know, I might not get married. I don't care. Maybe I'll just be a single icon forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's my new life goal. <laughs> Someone the other day was like, what do you want in life? I was like, I want to be a single icon. Icon. A single icon. <laughs> I no, I'm, I'm kidding. Not really kidding. But um, what else did you find was helpful in this acceptance of it might not happen for me? I, I mean, still think it will happen for sure. most people. I really have to say that like just kind of I threw. I, so I didn't just leave Refinery29. I got laid off from there. Um, And going through that and like experiencing a loss that had nothing to do with my relationship really kind of recalibrated shit in my mind. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that like people have to go through a trauma in order to like do this, but like that was something that was really useful for me because it deprioritized relationships in my mind. And I used to never really believe people who were like, Oh, the second, like it stops being a priority for you. Like shit will happen. I don't necessarily believe that, but I am someone who's a big proponent in like, you know, building a life that you not only that, like you want to live, but like, would a person who would you want to fuck a person who is living a life that you were living? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like kind of like putting that idea into practice and being like, Hey, you know, there's other shit going on in my life. There's you never, I've never been someone who's wanted to rely on a relationship like that. That's like, that's the main important part of my life. So why was I making finding a relationship? The most important part I of my life so much. We say that all the time. I think why it's would a constant you, message. Yeah. Yeah. Like men don't, whatever, who cares what men want, it's what we want, but they, they don't want a woman that yeah. you, the relationship is all no. she has, you know, yeah. like it's a scary thing when and you I rely knew that. solely on somebody for your happiness. Totally. And I knew that like on a logical point, but like kind of, I was not, I was not linking the two. So I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, finding a relationship is so important to me because it's something that I want. And like, I, I don't know that I'll be happy until I find it, but I still like, but so I was making that the sole focus of my life while telling myself that a relationship wasn't going to be the sole. Like, you know what I mean? It just was like such a disconnect uh -huh. that I couldn't really connect. And it was really getting laid off. That made me realize like, oh, fuck, this thing that I was relying on to be like my sole source of like identity and happiness is now gone. And now what? Like you have to figure out what the fuck to do. And it really like, I was, <laughs> I was basically a nun for nine months. Like I didn't date. I didn't do anything. I was so focused on just like getting my career back up mm -hmm. off the ground. And I'd been dealt this terrible blow and, you know, kind of growing from that, that it really deprioritized relationships. And once I had decided to get back into dating, I looked at my life and I was like, Oh shit. Like I have this great life regardless of whether or not there is a relationship in it. This is just the cherry on top now. And I that's, that. that's the way that I kind of look at relationships now is that like, yeah, it's just like a cool, fun, extra thing. It's like the sprinkles on top of my ice cream cone. Like it's nothing else. And I mean, the stuff that happens when you 
don't have a relationship. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, what if I, I remember being with a guy when I was 27 and uh, all my college girlfriends were getting married and I was with this guy and I thought I loved him and saw a future with him. And I would just worked in PR and an office job and I liked it. It was fine. It was definitely, you know, I don't know, making very little money. It was like, well, hopefully I'll just marry this guy, you you know? And like, what the hell would my life have looked like? So I feel like after that, I, I, we broke up, it was devastating. And then I didn't really find anybody else for years. So I was like, well, I guess I have to like do a career. Sure. Like, I guess I have to. Yeah. And then I was like, I hate this job in PR. I want to go back to writing. Now I want to do stand up comedy. Yeah. Now I want to be on TV and I want to do all these things. And it was just like, what if I just would have married that dude? I thank God every day because like during, it's true. During that period after my layoff, I remember I would like call my mom crying and be like, this would be so much easier if I had a partner. Like, I don't really have anyone. I have my family in New Jersey. My friends are around, but I just, I was like, if I had the support, of a partner this would be so much easier but like now looking back on it I'm like I'm so happy that I did not have that safety net of a partner to lean back on I really it was a moment that I really had to force myself to like be the independent woman that I was posing as on the internet I love that I had been posing as this like I'm dating I'm like the millennial Carrie Bradshaw and I'm doing all this great fucking shit and like I was posing as this like you know caricature of myself and I was a hundred percent not that person and And then this layoff happened. I went to Paris for two weeks by myself. I knew one person in the city. And like, I just really had to get used to being alone, like actually being independent instead of just saying that I was. I love that. And it was like the most revolutionary, life-changing experience of my life. And I can look back on it now and be like, yeah, that was really fucking hard, but I absolutely needed to go through it. It was so necessary because now I'm the type of person that I would want to date. Like I will be such a good partner to the next person because I've done the work on myself, Yeah, you know, and I have the emotional intelligence now to walk into a relationship and be like, I know that I have a lot to offer. I will be enhancing your life. You will be enhancing mine. I don't need you, but I want you. And that difference between need and want is like the key to it all. I'm convinced. For sure. And we both have friends like this that have never been on their own yeah. that have got that got married young. I mean, and this is again, we never be, shame. shit on people. Sure. We're not shaming exactly. No, good for but them. like what would happen if they broke up? Yeah. What would actually happen? You talk about a couple, you know, I think from Pittsburgh and you're like, she just married him straight out of college. He's done everything for her. She's always had him to lean on. What would happen? I had a girlfriend who um, she's, I don't want to like shit all over people that have been in love since high school. Good for you. Yeah, that's that's great. great. I'm not like a bitter single person. No. Yeah, It's great. But I think that I'm proud of how being single has enhanced my life. And I have a girlfriend who who um, she's been with her husband since they were 16, which is like crazy. And mm-hmm. more than half their lives they've been together. I wanted to go to DC with her and she was going to have to, I forget why to stay for work or something. She was going to have to come back by herself. And she refused to come with me because she had to go back to New York by herself. <laughs> and she, because she's just never had to do anything by herself. Yeah. And I, this is like a 33 year old New York city woman, like would not drive from DC to New York by herself. Wouldn't do it. Cause she's just never done it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I haven't been crippled by, those yeah. and, and it happens totally. with men too. I mean, I think women are strong and resilient and can get through anything. Sure. Let, let's be very clear. I think that they are more strong and resilient than men, but it's anybody that you've always had someone to lean on, even totally. if it's your parents. Yeah. I mean, even if your your parents have always, you know. And I also know that there are, are women out there who are able to be that independent person, even within a, like a partnership well, without having ever been alone. You know what I mean? Like I've met people like that who just like are very secure and know who they fucking are. Mm-hmm. And like, 
have always kind of been that way and are able to bring that to a relationship without having that boot camp of being single by yourself. I was not like that. I was like, my husband will be my person and like, that will be it. And, like, and I needed to like actually go through this. And I tell my therapist all the time, oh my God, that's such a New York, my therapist, my therapist says, says um, yeah. I tell my therapist all the time. I said, I'm excited for my next relationship because yeah. I just think that like, it's going to be so amazing because I'm choosing to be in it. It's not a desperate it's, thing. it's so accurate. So one of the things you said when we were talking to you pre-recording was how to go on dates that I guess what don't end well and not feel not want to kill yourself. And not want to like kill yourself at the end of like a terrible day. Well, yeah. and there's there's a book. My mom got it for me years ago. Yeah. And I just remember, I never read it. Sorry, mom. Um, but the, the title was like dating makes you want to die, but you have to do it anyway, or something yeah. like that. It was like I always the, the title stuck out to me. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't think I need to read the book. I get it. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just like you want to, you're like, this is horrible it's exhausting you like leave a date you like cry yeah and you're like oh, God, i'm such a pussy but that what is going on my this is terrible yeah is that is that what's out there yeah that's the first like especially right after a relationship ends you go on Ooh. some terrible date try to not cry yeah no i <laughs> Good I, luck. I had dinner with a friend of mine who recently moved to san diego who broke up with a boyfriend and that's part of the reason why she moved. And we were talking and she was like, well, you're never going to meet someone in New York. Like New York is full of assholes. And like, if she had said that to me two years ago, I would have a hundred percent believed her and like fell into an anxiety spiral of like, Oh my God, I'm never going to meet someone in this city. I have to move. I have to figure what the fuck else I'm going to do because like, it's never going to happen for me here. Mm -hmm. But like now I, I like, we were talking about Aziz before we started writing and he writes or before we start recording and he writes in his book about how when our parents were dating, you met people who were in this small circle. Right. And so like it was easier to meet someone and to date and mm -hmm. to like get married and all this stuff. Now we don't live in towns like that. We live in this big fucking city and it's crawling with assholes, but it's also crawling with good guys. But the way I look at it now is since that we are, we have access to so many different people, there is a greater chance of it not working out than it actually working out. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that that's, it sounds like a depressing statistic, but it's actually. Right, so where does the not want to kill yourself come in? So me not wanting to kill myself <laughs> is that I go on a date and I'm like, and don't get me wrong. I still get really down about shitty days because there are just terrible people out there. Mm -hmm. And the way that I look at it is, wow, how could I have not like weeded this person out before mm -hmm. we actually sat down and went on a date? But the thing that gives me peace is, okay, that's one step closer to actually meeting someone who I'm going uh -huh. to be with like yeah. this is like okay so it showed me that like I actually don't want to date someone who like has a fucking picture of Machu Picchu and talks about how exciting his life is because he ate like street food in fucking <laughs> Vietnam and like did all this like you know like you're but I'll date that guy actually. you'll date the <laughs> shit out of that guy I will street, street I know, food I was in like, Vietnam yeah. guy so I'm like so I actually like wait do you know that guy no I was just like wait let me send you guy? his bumble profile oh. no I, the way I look at it is I it kind of like gets me more educated. Like I just always kind of look at dating as a sociological experiment in mm -hmm. a weird way. And I'm kind of like, okay, even the shitty dates show me a little bit more about what I actually want and what I actually uh -huh. deserve and what I don't want. You know what I mean? I think that that's something that people get tripped up on a lot is the idea of knowing what like people know what they want, but it's harder for them to say what they don't want in a way. And I feel like going on shitty dates like this is kind of like, oh no, I don't want someone who just like constantly talks about himself and doesn't ask me a question about myself. Yeah. Or I don't want someone who like empathizes with 
what like this Trump? He thinks that this Trump tweet actually had a really good point. Like I don't want that right, shit. Right. Like I don't want someone who like still lives in his parents' basement. No shame, but yeah. like someone I don't. You who, know, like used his dad's money to start another app that the world didn't. Exactly, need. that guy's not my guy. Or someone who's sitting here mansplaining to me about why the government shouldn't pay for my birth control. Like any of this shit. Right. Like huh. it's for me. I just c- try and look at it as like information, and I also say to myself, this has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like that person literally only has the ability to make me feel bad about myself if I let them right. or make me feel bad about my prospects if I let them. Like this shitty date literally has nothing to do with my chances with of getting. Yeah. And you have a good story. Like yeah. hopefully, I mean, sometimes sometimes it's just boring and depressing, but like the crazy Trump guy and the mansplainer, yeah. like I'd live for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd stay like, on those dates. I mean, yeah, because you're just like, I'm so yeah, fascinated. And yeah. like whatever, we get, yeah. to, we get to discuss on a podcast, but regardless, like the, all the women that are listening to the, go to brunch with your girlfriends and shit all over this guy. Like it's funny. You have yeah. content. Like yeah. I just think terrible life experiences build character sure. and like they're all like learning experiences and stuff like that. Like yeah. I think you can really take something away from most dates. And I think you just always have to pat yourself on the back for going. Totally. Like, I canceled so many dates and I'm like, yeah, you know, for going on a for shitty date. There. You know? Then the thing that I always like to think about my, my, I talk about this constantly. My younger brother, his name is Anthony. He's like my little Buddha. He's 24. And I actually text him about dating woes sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm just like, he's just very wise, my brother. And oh. he read a quote in a book that was something like, what was it? Shit. It was like the wake of a boat has no indication on where the boat is actually going. So like what he's trying to say in that is that past experiences have not, have no bearing on future results. Right. So you could have, trust me, I've been on literally hundreds of (laughs) shitty dates that has no bearing on the next date that I'm going to be on. It means I love it. Yeah. And I love what you said, by the way. And I just want to like give some credit to is that person like, it has nothing to do with you. That yeah. person was exactly who they were before they walked into the exactly. bar. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do. Maybe yeah. they were bored or rude or maybe, maybe you did piss them off and it yeah. does sort of has something to do with you, sure. but like who cares? But I think that we have the tendency to think that because we have not been in a relationship, like I used to put so much emphasis on the fact that like, I haven't been in a relationship, a serious relationship, whatever the fuck that means in like four years. And I used to say to my brother, Oh my God, this is like crazy shit. Like I'm never going to be in a relationship. It's so weird that I have not been in a serious relationship in four years. And that's when he said to me, your past literally has nothing to do with like where you're going Absolutely. now. So yeah, that's the way I kind of get over the need to like drown myself in my bathtub after a shitty date. I love that. Yeah. That first date post breakup. <sighs> it's never going to be good guys. Yeah. I mean like you, it's kind of like have ripping a bandaid off. Your girlfriend after yeah. or like, you know, like have something else yeah. to like recover yeah. if you need to. You or need it could be great. It could be yeah. great. I have a funny a story cleanser. for you. I have, a, I have a first date after my horrible breakup story. I love okay. these stories. So I was engaged to somebody. People were like, oh, yeah, we get it. Um, so <laughs> I was engaged to somebody and he was, um, we broke up and then I started sleeping with and dating this guy, maybe like, I don't know, eight weeks later. Um, and we went on a date to this restaurant called The Modern, which is in the Museum of Modern mm-hmm. Art. And um, this girl comes out to me who knew my ex. And I'm sitting at the bar on a Saturday night having dinner with another man and I'm not wearing a wedding ring. So like it's pretty clear that I'm no longer engaged. Yeah. And she comes up to me in front of this new guy and is like, oh God, oh my God. Um, it's so good. She knew my ex. She's like, oh so she knew this wasn't him. And she was like, it's so good to see you. Like, 
So tell me about the wedding. Like, when are you guys getting married? <laughs> no. Did I ever tell you this? No. Dumb oh bitch. My God. I am like speechless. Like, I do not know what to say. I'm clearly on a date with another man. But not really. Like, in her head, this is just a she friend. Yeah. In her head, you're engaged. Yeah. Why would she think otherwise? You, it's not like, it's not that you were dating. So you were engaged. I don't blame her at all. Most Absolutely. people's mind doesn't go, maybe the engagement ended. You're just like, Rain is engaged. This must be her coworker. Oh my God. <laughs> and she, and she asked me where he was. She's like, so what's he up to this weekend? And I, oh. I wanted the floor to open up. I wanted to die. Oh my fucking God. This she, is horrific. She really doubled down on it. I wish I had some, this is like the best story I've ever heard in that it's so horrifying. <laughs> I feel like I want to puke for you <laughs> right now. This guy I was with was like also so horrified. He's like, what the My, fuck is going on? Did he know that you had been engaged or no? He did. Okay. He was actually the last person I went on a date with before I started dating my fiance. Okay, so um, it would have been worse if like you had not told oh, right, him and you had right. to like, after she left, you had to turn around and be like, by the way. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. But like, this could have sh- been worse. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't want to be confronted with this or talk about my ex either. It was so fun. And you're so right. Like, why would she think that Otherwise, I was engaged? Yeah. But still, I don't know. Like, ugh. It was hysterical. She like really, she asked like three or four questions. She like went pretty far deep into it before I had to be like, I'm not engaged anymore. <laughs> this is the guy I'm fucking And now. then I'm going to fuck this dude. <laughs> oh my God. That's my- crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. So this is another way to not kill yourself. Know that there will never be a situation as terrible as that. Right. Like that is how bad it can guys, get. It can and get it probably worse. won't even get that bad for you. So there's there you a go. lot of stories where like, guys, it can't get worse than Raina's life. So, <laughs> you know, the first guy I went on a date with after I moved, Really, really shortly after I moved here, and I just was not over my ex. Well, we were still talking all the time. Whatever. I mean, I just wasn't ready. Sure. But I really met a great guy, and I tried so hard. And then I brought him to a friend of ours, uh, like rooftop party. Um, like Rob, they had a party, and they were like, "This guy's amazing. Like, a great job. Like, it's really hard to date here. You found this great guy. You just moved here. This is amazing." And I was like, "I don't know. I hate that shirt he's wearing." And yeah. they have never let me live it down. I was just picking him apart because I did. I he you wasn't my ready, ex, and I wasn't and you ready. Were not ready. And I, yeah, I picked him apart and they still this day are like, Ashley, that guy's wearing a short sleeve dress shirt. Are you pissed about it? Like I literally was like, I just hate a short sleeve dress shirt. And Ew, they're like, we too. But they're, actually, they're like it was good. It was okay. from that Rothman store. It was nice. And I still think about this guy. Cause now I've had the worst luck date. And I'm like, God, I miss that guy. I'm like the one that got yeah. away. Yeah. But yeah. they will, they literally are like, that guy was awesome. He was good looking. <laughs> he was tall enough. He had a great body. He was so nice. Everybody loved him. And you were like, I hate that shirt. And that's something that people never want to admit is that like timing is a big factor. I know. A what a bummer. This. And it fucking sucks because you have no control over it. Like I'm someone who loves to like control <laughs> shit in my life. I'm such a control freak with everything yeah. in my life. And like, this is one aspect of my life. I just can't, I don't have any control over. That's, yeah. Okay. So I want to wrap up this part. We want to like, I'm the only person here. Um, We want to wrap up this part, but I, I just want to say like, I think that if anybody asked me what Ashley and I try to leave as the takeaway from this show all the time is like, just build a life you're proud of mm-hmm. and that you're excited about. And then a relationship should be something amazing that you can add to that. It's the sprinkles. Um, so I love that that's really like what you're all about. And I yeah. think it's such a great message. Thanks. Any yeah. closing remarks before we move into our next segment? No, I mean like it took me I, and like, I, yeah, I think that a lot of people think that they should know all this shit, especially like your younger listeners are probably like, Oh yeah. And like, you might understand this logically. It might take you a few years to actually put it into practice. Right. That's, to actually live it. That's cool. We all have to go through that shit. Right. Just know that we've all been through Same. it. And that's why I write the way that I do. So. Okay. Okay. Speaking so if you're writing, yeah. yes. um, we have never done this. We try to do like a cool, funny, fun segment um, with everybody at the end of each episode. Yeah. So um, you inspired us cause you're actually writing, you've, you've written a book. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah. 
out July 2nd, July 2nd. at Barnes and Nobles and Amazon.com. You could get it for pre-order. What's a Barnes right and Nobles? I'm kidding. Oh. I know. <laughs> There's <laughs> one in Union Square. Square. Um, so we sort of designed a segment around the book. What is the book called? What's it about? So it's called 500 Simple Acts of Love. And it's oh. literally just that. It's ways to kind of make your relationship better. Um, every I've written everything from like clean your hair out of the drain to like pick up cute little trinkets for your partner. Um, I wrote it in a way that it could be applied to romantic relationships, but also friendships yeah. too. I tried to make it as inclusive and it's written completely gender neutral, which okay, was super nice. important to me. But yeah, it's just like a cute little book. I would love for people to like gift this as like a, like a bridal shower gift totally. or just like those types of things. Like it's a cute, fun little book. Um, I am working on another book of essays right now, which will be a little bit more robust and will be more aligned with the type of writing that I do for Playboy and InStyle and all these other places. But this is just like a fun, cute little book that would look fabulous on your bookshelf. So please pick it up. Well, we basically are about to write you and your sequel because we, (laughs) we asked our listeners uh, or we actually, we crowdsourced on Instagram to, for people to give us their acts of kindness, acts of, you know, acts of love, kindness. Um, uh, And it is, I'm looking right now. It's overwhelming. That's so so great. Which is crazy because all we do is like shit on men. We're like, tell us the terrible stories. But these are, I was crying earlier. So we're going to just read some. Let's do it. You can react, okay. obviously. I'm going to tell you my simple act of kindness that I did for Ashley today. Let's hear. Um, I remembered to bring her her umbrella <gasps> my, my apartment. That's actually one of the tips in there. Like, if you know it's going to rain, make sure that they have their umbrella. Oh, my God. And yeah, I, I've never... And I manifested the book. There you go. Okay. This one, for some reason, it felt so sweet to me. She wrote... Turns on the shower to warm it up while I stay in bed for a few extra minutes. I what? love that. That is so nice. I, okay, I love this one. I think this is such like an easy, fun, sweet thing. Um, we leave notes in random places, like near the sink, in the glove box, et cetera, just, mm-hmm. to, just to surprise each other. I love I that. I love that. Just it's like, really sweet. Why just open your glove box and there's just something that says I love you in yeah. it? God damn it. I love it when people, I, a tip that I also give in the book is that people should, like, if your partner's going out of town, like, leave them a little note in their suitcase for mm-hmm. them to open up when they get that. to their location. Yes. I love that too. So cute, right? And then you, like, okay. find condoms. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What are you doing? (laughs) This one, this is like, this just reminds me of my parents. And uh, I just love this. Also growing up in the North, in the winter, he wakes up and scrapes the snow off my car. I going out and warming up a car, scraping the snow off is like, I, if you have to wake up in the winter and go to work or whatever, and like you could just sit there in the cold. It's so nice. I mean, the thing I love about these is that it's just like tiny little things that like make the other person's life slightly easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't have to like pay off my student loans if you wanted to. You could, but like, you know, you could scrape the snow off my car. I like this one because it's one of these like very small acts of kindness when he's, when he's at work and I go out to eat, I always bring my boy from home a little, a little type of leftover since he works at night. So I like, just like a little dessert or something because yeah. he had to work and you were out socializing and it's like, don't always do it, but it's so sweet. So sweet. Another one that I love that I put in the yeah, book. Yeah, jump in whenever. I want to hear yours too. Was that... Um, I love it. Um, an ex-boyfriend did this for me once. I was out with my girlfriends and he called the bar and ordered us a round of drinks. Oh, for sure. Which I thought was super cute. It's um, cute if you guys are on good terms. It's not cute if he just cheated on you and he's trying to impress your friends. Exactly. I, I mean, that like, happen a lot. Sure. <laughs> like, I oh, uh, I'm in the doghouse. And, yes. uh, yeah, uh. and he tries to pay pay off your friends. Yeah. Um, the, this, I'm not going to read that one specific one, but this was all over. The, and this is like my love language is to get up and take the dog out. Yes. Oh my God. Especially yes. if it's raining, especially if it's bad weather. But there is nothing that 
it gets me going more than like, yeah, I wake up and you've taken the dog out. Oh my God. Because it shows that you like recognize that I'm doing these little things in our relationship. Like I talk a lot in my writing about uh, like recognizing that like the other party is doing these little things, Mm -hmm. you know, just acknowledging it by picking up the mantle once or twice. is Mm -hmm. like really lovely. I don't know. I I just love that type of shit. I love it too. I do too. Okay. I'm Jewish. So I love this one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I get little random Venmos that usually say, treat yourself. Somebody just sent me like a $5 like or $50 or $500. I get myself a cup well, of coffee. Yeah, a little treat yourself. That is yeah, so cute. Like, I love don't that. take my dog out. Give me money. Yeah, right? So many of these about snacks. I mean, guys, if you, there's memes about this that have gone viral. I'm sure you probably wrote one. Like, me, where it's like, if she says she doesn't want a snack, yes, she gets, get her a snack. Yeah. If you ever go into a gas station, like if you guys are on a road trip and you are like, I got to run in, do you want anything? She says, no, still get it. Do you want to hear something get funny? It. Get her the snacks. When I handed in the first draft, of the book one of the notes that came back from my editor was like more snacks tips are food related yeah i knew knew it i knew it i was like yeah you know i love snacks fuck that every time we crowdsource for stuff like this it's all 90 percent is food most of my sex metaphors are food related as they should be yeah okay i like this one because it's like not silly it's actually like i think i feel like this guy like really lets her be her and i think it's sweet um (laughs) he lets me play games on my phone while we cut her cuddle because it helps with my anxiety oh i just think that that's her like really being her and being like, I need this. Sure. I still want to be around you. Yeah. I, think that, I don't know why it choked me up a little bit. I really, I really hate sweet. it. I, I know that a partner is not compatible with me when they yell at me about how much I'm on my phone. Like, I don't think that I'm on my phone any more than like other the people. But person, given yeah. the like nature of my work, I'm constantly like checking emails mm-hmm. or like checking my Instagram or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys probably know. Us too. We're working. Yeah, you're working. And like, I feel like there's this idea that if I'm on my phone, I'm not present with you. And I think that. That's really cute. That. It shows that they know. Yeah. This oh is another God. one said he plugs in my phone at night because I always forget. <gasps> like, oh my God, what a dream. I marry him. <laughs> uh, I got a next. Uh, I will marry this guy. I this guy is an all star. Always leaves water, Advil, and weed next to my bed when <gasps> I go out for when I get home. Oh my gosh, Fuck. of course. I, oh my God. What a star. What a champ. Seriously. It's, I do that for myself every night when Me I get too. home. Me too. I like smoke a bowl. I leave it next to my bed. I put some water. In. Like, when I wake up and I'm like drunk, Raina took care of Raina yeah, so good. Yeah, so well. Like my vape pen, my like, you know, all this mm-hmm. shit. Yes, I know. Absolutely. 100%. I love that. <laughs> so many are about coffee and I've said this before. Really? Like bringing me coffee in the morning or if we live together and you wake up and get the coffee going like just it, bringing me coffee in bed a lot of these said this like he wakes up and does the coffee or he brings me coffee in bed it's like oh my god what a dream. nothing is more of a love language for, for sure me. this one sorry I, I don't this one i just came puts my towel in the dryer so it's warm <gasps> when i get out of the shower a warm what? towel what? what i just came also they the have fuck. a dryer they're how rich yeah, how seriously. <laughs> god you can tell that we're like three new yorkers we're like the first thing that came to my mind was like wait you have in unit washer and dryer what the fuck they don't live in new york there's no way they live in new york no. <laughs> um i want to date this girl because she says she brings her man taco bell because it's his love language <gasps> Taco Bell's my love language. Same. I love Taco Bell. I crunch Wrap Supreme. I recently Girl, discovered yes. Taco Bell. What? Cheesy, I just, cheesy Gordita I Crunch. Holy shit. Holy, I, I, we need to talk about <laughs> yes, well, How I did know. you ju- recently discover Taco Bell? Did you not have it in Pittsburgh? Bell? 
I just, we didn't really have a lot of fast food growing up. My mom like cooked for us every single sure. meal. Um, and my dad, my dad was like a single parent. He took us strictly to Wendy's. Only Wendy's. <laughs> and Wendy's sometimes guy. Eaton Park. I feel like Wendy's is such a dude fast food chain. <sighs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not a Wendy's what? chick. No, I'm like a McDonald's Taco Bell girl. It's gross. I Maybe know. we just didn't have them near my <laughs> Taco Bell's place. in a different level. Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell are a different level to me. Yeah. Like Chick-fil-A's at the top, but like, I, lo- I love Taco Bell. I had Taco Bell for like, like one of the, maybe the, I don't know, maybe in college once or twice, but yeah, 4th of July, three years ago with my ex, Taco Bell, and I oh was like, God. I'm a believer. The quesarito <gasps> is really underordered, and I am obsessed you with You can quesarito. do that shit at Chipotle. You can ask for a quesarito at Chipotle. Did you know that? New, new oh my love, god they're, they're both love, that's they're both looking at me like i just what? discovered fire like, seriously yeah like they get pissed at it because they burn their hands on like the melted cheese but like you can do that shit this I, one 10 out of 10 recommend i like ones that are alcohol related too yeah puts a glass of iced wine in the refrigerator when he knows i'm on my way over i, I another Holy couple shit. like um a friend of mine she her she's married they've been married for a while they're great and she when she would be on her way home he would always have a vodka soda sitting out for her oh my god i love that <laughs> like, just, it's not yeah. wine they, they, no this. my friends matt and jm they, like matt always fixes jm a drink when yes. he gets home i think that it's the cutest thing it's in the, the entire world I said it's that, so like mad mad and like chic right, right? Like, it's true. I, like I was dating this guy and I wasn't super into him and I ended up ending it. But like, I remember I was visiting him. He lived in Miami and I was getting ready. We were get, having like going on a date and he was like, do you want me to bring you a glass of wine while you get ready? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Like I love Hysterically you. Hysterically crying. Like, yes, thank The you. bar is so low, but like it's so, is it it's though, underground. The bar should be food and alcohol. That's the bar. This girl said when I've had a tough day, he orders me pizza with my favorite toppings without asking. That's oh, the so bar. Hot. That's the bar. Bring me snacks. There's this guy. He was on our show a long time ago. He brought us goldfish crackers and I was in love with him for a year. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> for a year. Yeah, that's so accurate. <laughs> Like we have had guests bring us some crazy gifts. Somebody brought us like a really expensive bottle of tequila. Oh my God, I didn't bring anything. People I feel like an asshole. Okay, send us your book when you get it. Yeah, okay, send us your I book. Will. I'll do that. So um, yeah, go, one packet of goldfish crackers. I literally could not get over this dude You're for like, a year. Uh, he's my husband. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> this guy sounds like a pussy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my boyfriend, I'm kidding. Oh my God. I feel so bad for saying that. I mean, lucky for, I'm just jealous because she has a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> my, my boyfriend always wears a hair tie on his wrist in case I need it. That's really sweet. Okay. That's super cute. Mary. I hope it's not like a scrunchie, you know, like that's, that's oh, also here's another heat related one. Ooh. We should, ugh, this is never going to turns the up. Was no, that oh. we live in Minneapolis and in the winter he'll sneak my PJs on the radiator before bed. What? Warps up your pajamas? You warm up the pajamas? What? Wait, dead at this one. Also, that's this guy, every month I find chocolate in my tampon drawer. <gasps> what? And then she goes, and then I always text him, not the father. That Not fun. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. No, wait, no, I'm going to start putting chocolate in my tampon drawer. Yeah. That's such a smart idea. Also like tampon companies, like the one, when you order like Lola and stuff, they should be sending chocolate. They should chocolate. be sending you chocolate. By the way, guys, it. what the Lola, fuck? That's a hot tip for you. Seriously. Free Do you have another one from here. the book you want to throw out? Um, well, I really like the one that was like clean your hair out of the sink or like your whiskers out of the drain. I did another God, one. You're so right. Yeah. Right. Like it just like <laughs> keep your shit. Like together, what is she laughing I'm about? Sorry. Wait, you I have didn't to interrupt say, you. No, <laughs> it just says, <laughs> "I kill bugs for him because he's scared." 
<laughs> I know. Why is that so funny? No, He's seriously. Scared. My father hates bugs, and my mom is always the one to kill the that bugs. That is with so my dad, funny. Like, oh, hates really? A bug. Yeah, I think it's adorable. I think. Well, that's the thing too. Like this one says, "I wash his sheets because you because you know he won't, and that's scary." The last person I lived with briefly, like I just did, the, did his laundry because I didn't mind doing laundry. I mean, I lived in Atlanta, so I had a washer and dryer. I'm not like that rich here mm-hmm. in New York, but. I think there's things that like, yeah, he, she doesn't mind killing the bugs. He doesn't want to kill the bugs. I, you hate laundry. I like it. Like, it's just kind of one of those things of like, this is easy for me. I don't mind doing it. And it makes your life so much easier. One thing that I wrote in the book that I really loved was from a guy who I was dating when I was a beauty writer. I used to go on um, press trips a bunch when I was a beauty writer. And um, there was one time where I had to wake up really early for a flight. And he was staying over that night and I was like, just, it's like, just lock yourself up. My door locks behind it. It's not a big deal. He woke up with me and like, was like there and chatty with me. And I was like that just in and of itself so that like, I didn't have to wake up and like stay in the dark and like do all this shit. And like, I got a kiss before I left. Like that was so nice. It means so much. It means so much. Like you didn't just like roll over and fart and go back to sleep. Like you woke up with me and you like, really is nice. Did this lovely thing. All right. We got one from foot job girl. God damn it. This is our girl. favorite couple. Wait. This is very early in the podcast. This is a this, deep cut. This give, girl. She, she gives him foot jobs? He wanted a foot job. This is when we did our segment called Is This Weird? And she was like, he wants a foot job. Is this weird? We decided he probably saw that in a porn, sure. whatever reason. Yeah. She gave him one. He never asked for another one since. They checked They checked the box. They've been together ever since. They're I our favorite that. couple. I love it. Her name's Katie. We've, did she come to the show? She came to our show. Um, I'm obsessed. Yeah. She <laughs> always, she, she's our favorite foot job couple. He's emailed us. Remember he emailed us and he was he, like, thank you for everything. Okay. So she says, <laughs> she said, I always bring home bread rolls from my restaurant job for foot job guy. And then she wrote another one because I'm the breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> Because he wants fuck. to fuck. Now he finds the rolls. I love that she calls him foot job guy. Foot job guy. Favorite oh. couple. If they break up, I'll be so upset. Also, no. if they get married and we're not officiating the wedding, I'm going to be upset. Ashley and I are going to get ordained and start marrying people. You should. Oh, my God. Um, A lot of stuff about notes. A lot of stuff about coffee. A lot of yeah. stuff about dogs. Oh, I got one. He lets oh. me come first. <gasps> Very important. <laughs> Is that in the book? That's, I don't think that's in the book. I do write a lot about like asking about what you like during sex because oh, I, I like about that. sex, because I actually wrote a story for women's health or men's health once that the title was for the love of God, please stop asking me if I came after sex. And it was about it's how like, insane. I hate it when dudes roll over and they're like, Oh, did you come? Right, and it's you, like, you would know if I came, but also it's like, not a, I'm not a ghost. You should be asking me how <laughs> I'm not a ghost. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. <laughs> right what? But like, you should be asking me before we have sex, how do I make you come? Instead of being like, oh, did I make you come? Like, no. Right. Change if you finished right. and I made no noises, yeah. don't ask. I, I don't come. Like, like we talked about earlier, when you know, you know. When you know, you know. <laughs> You'll you know. Just know. How will I know if she came? You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> You'll know. Because she'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it doesn't happen at all. That <laughs> you know what? She didn't. I can just she, tell you she did she it. Did, okay. we, I, we could do this forever. If, we'll, we'll have to hold on to these and play this segment again. Every yeah. time we play it, we'll plug your book um, from it's here great. on out. No, I love it. And I have to say that like writing the book was so great because we live in like a tough time right now and just so showing that there are like little ways to do this shit it's like really uplifting and heartwarming I just think everybody should do this stuff like the bare minimum like the, yeah. the notes and like the coffee and the snacks and stuff like that it's, like, it's the just little mean, things it just means the world it's always the little things that mean the most there was a meme recently I saw that said the the girl said she realized that her dad has been filling up her mom's gas. That's what her dad does is fill her mom's gas tank. And she goes, then I just realized this bitch hasn't paid for gas in 30 years. <laughs> 
but that can make me cry. Like he fills up her cast. Absolutely. So cute. Absolutely. But the, the best relationship I was ever in it, the longest and best, like we would always sort of talk about like, why is this good? And I always felt like it's good because we're just nice to each other. Yeah. We just treat each what other. What a fucking really revolutionary nicely. thought, right? Yes. Jesus. But that, that cute stuff. Like it's just like the nicest thing. It's like, so- and that's, you know, when you're in that good relationship and again, like flowers are flowers. It's like from the breakup. Like, yeah, every girl loves flowers, Gary. Yeah, dude. Like, just buy your fucking wanna, flowers. Just every once they in a while. They could be carnations from the bodega. All You'll love, love them. it. Yes. Yes. Always get a fucking flower. Always. Like you walked by the flower. If you're in New York, you walked by those flowers. Yeah. You walk, and especially in New York City. There oh my God. The they with flowers on everywhere. every corner. How dare you walk How by a flower not, stand, not by like, them. like, listen, here's the deal. Not once a month. Right? Flowers, yeah. That feels good to me. Yeah. I don't think you need to do this stuff every... I would not... Once a quarter. I would advise a against doing something for somebody every day that, where they take it for granted. Yeah, because you want it to be special Absolutely. Still. I don't yeah. want... Th- I don't want to know it every day. Yeah, no. Yeah. That would be... I would just be like, okay. why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> all right, we could... T- <laughs> and on saying? that note... <laughs> yeah, okay. So plug all your stuff, even though we've kind of... Um, done most of it but yeah. the book's out tomorrow book's out tomorrow Amazon and that weird store you mentioned Amazon and that weird <laughs> Barnes and Noble store it'll probably be elsewhere you could follow me on Instagram at Maria Del Russo one word to figure out where it's going to be yeah yeah it's good stuff thank you I'm so glad that we met you this is really such a treat and I have to say like I mean I had this birthday party this week and I was like I can't or last week I guess now I can't believe all the people like we've gotten to meet through this show yeah. I feel really lucky that we got to meet I'm you I'm so excited thank you guys so much right, for I'm having so me here. oh my god <laughs> I literally like I, I see Emily Ratajkowski like around the East oh, Village yeah. like a lot and like I was probably more excited that we met you for damn. sure we saw her yesterday damn I'm, damn I know Fuck. I know um, yeah but those titties man oh, Woo. That, that, that ass that waist I can't, oh. Jesus um, guys follow <laughs> follow us that girls gotta eat podcast our twitter is girls underscore gotta eat um, and then girls gotta eat podcast dot com stupid live shows for all the stupid live shows and uh, I think that's it. That's it. Can't wait to see you all over the country at these shows this summer. Yes, guys. Thanks, guys. See you Have next a good week. week. Bye. 